Welcome to the 415th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with author Ava Berry, author of the debut novel Wind Hall. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is brought to you by Libro FM. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 185,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, but you'll be part of a different story one that supports your local community and your local bookstore. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. You can listen during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. Here's your special offer from the Reading and Writing Podcast. Get two audiobooks for the price of one today with your first month of membership with the code RWPODCAST at checkout. This offer is only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S., Check out Libro.fm today. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Ava Berry, author of the debut novel, Wind Hall. Ava, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. If someone hasn't heard yet about your novel, Wind Hall, how would you describe the novel? Um. So I always start by saying it's about an obsession with old Hollywood, like the golden age of Hollywood, because it really did come from my own obsession with this old, mostly dead world. And when I lived in Los Angeles, there were still fragments of it, but it was something that sort of was relegated to the past. It's about a murder that happened, a fictional unsolved murder that happened between a very famous director and his leading lady. And the murder was never solved and the director absconded from the city. And in present day Los Angeles, a journalist decides to finally solve it once and for all, especially when he hears rumors that this director who's now in his 90s has come back to the city. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing Wind Hall? So I had tried to write this book for years. And I, I just really, the issue for me was I was obsessed with old Hollywood and this world from the 30s and 40s, especially. And I just, I could not figure out a good angle to get into it. I tried writing a novel set in the 30s and then set in the 40s. And I just, I couldn't get other people interested in it. And I, it just didn't, it wasn't compelling enough, even for me. And then in 2016, I finally decided the story is about obsession, my own obsession with this fascinating world, which is no longer 
a world that exists, but also I decided to, to make obsession a theme. The director seems obsessed with his leading lady who he's ultimately suspected of killing. And then there's the more contemporary obsession of the journalist who becomes obsessed with the director himself. So why do you think you're obsessed with the golden age of Hollywood or have you thought about what it is about that era that, that fascinates you? Um, well, I've always loved, I guess, like tragic decadence or ruined decadence. And there's so much tragedy, the inception of Hollywood in the 20s, like the 1910s and the 1920s. It was like widely known that actors were given way more money than they knew what to do with. They were they were paid insane amounts of money because this was a new industry and there was just such an appetite for it. And it was like one of the real first kinds of celebrity. And so people were paid so much money that they ended up ruining themselves on it by taking way too many drugs, drinking too much. And then with the advent of sound in film, all of these silent actors were suddenly cast aside because many of them did not sound good when they spoke. That's another really fascinating period of history. Um, something that was just like going from the top, being on top of the world and then being swept aside once your industry no longer had use for you. But the other reason I'm obsessed with it is that era is because I always thought that it was boring and just calm because a lot of black and white movies especially with the Hayes ruling, there's this really heavy censorship. So a lot of those movies can seem staid or calm, but there's actually so much drug use and so just so little oversight and people got away with murder. <laughs> did you watch old <laughs> did you watch old movies and research this era of Hollywood while you were working on Wind Hall? Oh, absolutely. Sunset Boulevard is one of my favorite movies. Maybe my number one movie. It switches, but it's such a brilliant script. And it's always the movie that I tell people to watch if they're curious about old Hollywood, because it, I, that, I feel like that movie could have been made today. The pacing is so fast. And is there any like modern cinema that you enjoy? Yeah, my partner and I watch lots of movies. We actually, so not movies, but we really enjoy lots of HBO. So we've been really into mm -hmm. Succession. We recently finished The Sopranos. So that's a little bit older, <laughs> but yeah, HBO is just brilliant. I love HBO. Yeah, Sopranos is amazing. <laughs> so good. I've watched it multiple and then times. We, oh, yeah, so good. No, and then we watched rewatched i've seen you many times but goodfellas and then we were like now we're on a like a mafia kick so we're watching the <laughs> godfather one and two and yeah so good that's great well what was your writing journey that led you to writing win hall had you written any novels before win hall oh absolutely and that's something i like think is really important to talk about because i feel like win hall has actually done surprisingly well for a debut novel. And I always want to tell people, this is not my first book. It's not my first book. It's my, I'm blanking at the moment. It's either my third or fourth book. 
<laughs> uh, oh, fourth. It's fourth. My fourth one. I, I spent so long trying to find an agent. I was rejected by about 200 agents, which is high. And <laughs> yeah. And then for that was for my first three books. And then um, I finally landed my incredible agent for this one, Annie. But then even she started sending Wintel out in, I think, September of 2017. And it was rejected by a lot of publishers as well. It takes a while. So were those earlier novels also about old Hollywood? The the first the first one was not, but the second and the third, yes, they were about old Hollywood. And what kind of kept you going to to first of all write those three novels and then as you said have over 200 agents reject you? What kind of kept <laughs> you going? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Okay, so I first of all, I really do just love writing. So you have to enjoy it. I do get a lot of enjoyment out of the process. The other thing is I knew that it wasn't very good when I started. So it it wasn't like I had this gift to impart to the world and I was like, how dare you reject me? It was just like, all right, that's probably fair. And I did see my work getting better. And I also just really, I really wanted it. And I had, I had respect for the process. And the other thing, it's not, I was getting rejected and people were being callous and awful. It was just, it's a business. Like it is a business and you just can't take it personally. But also there there has to be a lot of curiosity. Like, I think you have to be really curious about what you're doing and really, yeah, just invested in getting better. So I guess I... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I wasn't determined to be famous or anything like that. I was just like, Mm -hmm. this is something I am determined to do. Like, even if I'm 70, I will get a book published. And also, the other thing is, you just have to read so many stories of, you have to realize this is something that people go through. There are authors who have written, who have spent years writing, years and years writing, and then like they finally get published after 20 years and it's a smash success. So just just be patient. What do you think you were learning along the way in terms of craft and your own progress? It sounds really cheesy, but I really think I was just developing my own voice. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's really true. Like you do, once you 
stop trying as much and you just let your brain take over. And this does, you have to work to get to this point. You have to try out different styles of writing. But once you get to that point where you don't have to think as much and your brain can just go on, I don't want to say autopilot, but like when it just really becomes natural, then that's when it starts to be really fun. So I think that working towards getting your own unique style of voice is what makes it worthwhile, what makes agents and potentially publishers willing to get interested in you. And I think that was what made me better, finding my own voice. And how do you think that you did that just by continuing to work and, and just trusting in the process? Um, I actually had a very specific way of doing it, which sounds really painful and awful, but actually really worked for me. So it was with my third novel, the one that I wrote right before Wintel. I wrote everything by hand and then transposed it into my computer and then would print it out and rewrite it by hand. Wow. And yeah, it, it was very slow going, but I, whenever people are struggling to find the right pace, I've written friends' work where they're either um, going too fast or too slow. And I just say, write it by hand. Because when you're writing it on the computer, people are so fast on the computer these days that it's almost like your hands can go faster than your brain. So whenever people are struggling with their pace, they just say, write it by hand. And people don't really write by hand anymore. So it really does force you to slow down and think a little bit more. And so is that what you think that process did? It made you slow down and think about the words and the, and the sentences? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really when I started to develop my own personal style. Interesting. Elmer Leonard worked that way for years. He wrote all of oh, his really? novels. Yeah. He wrote all of his novels on legal pads. And then at uh, the end of the day, he would type up whatever he had handwritten. Yeah. It's slow going, but I think it really does pay off. So are you working on another novel now? Yes, I am. It's set in Los Angeles again. It's about, let me think of, like how to describe it. Okay, so basically it's set in contemporary Los Angeles. And four years ago, there was this really violent home invasion murder where this very wealthy, eccentric family was attacked and the two parents were killed. And the teenage daughter was nearly she was wounded in a way that almost killed her and the teenage son went missing that night so there were all these rumors and speculations it was a very famous killing also fictional and then for the next four years the daughter goes and lives with her family in the south and then basically the novel starts when she comes back to los angeles and someone starts sending her threatening letters and she hires this female private investigator to help her figure out who's sending these letters who also potentially killed her family. Yeah. Great. You've talked about this a little bit, but I'm curious, what other writing advice would you offer for those who want to write their own stories and novels and would like to be published? So 
one thing I always say is that I feel like is the most obvious advice, the advice that I've heard every writer say, but also something that I think that people forget. You have to read constantly. So you have to read as many books as you can and don't just read what you think people don't just read like bestsellers. Don't just read classics, read everything, read trashy novels, read romance novels, read comic books. Ray Bradbury suggests that as well. Like you have to just be a consumer and find what you like, even if it's not what's best-selling just find your own weird Mm -hmm. little niche and then emulate that so that is like the biggest the best advice like the years when I have written the best is when I'm reading a lot and reading stuff that really inspires me so that's one piece of advice the other piece of advice is write a bad first draft like aim to write a bad first draft because if your standards and expectations are low, then you're more likely to finish it and you'll just have fun with it. So just pretend no one will ever see the first draft because probably nobody will. Just finish it. Just get that thing done. Other advice, like once you get more into the publishing side. So I started reading about the publishing industry. I read like, this is going to sound cheesy again, but I think it was the Idiot's Guide to Getting Published or Getting Published for Dummies. It it was one of those books and it was so good. It was like, it sounds like a get rich quick scheme, but I just checked it out from the library. It was like 19 and it was so good. And it was really, truly the first time I felt like, oh, this is a thing that is possible, that there are steps you can take to understand it. So it doesn't have to be that book, but I would recommend anyone who's curious about getting published, just read one of those books. Read about how the process works because then it is no longer this scary, intangible dream. It's really just a business. You learn how to write a query letter, what a query letter is. You learn how to get an agent and... You learn how long it takes to get published, like years sometimes. So yeah, it's just a business. No one should be scared of it. Great. You talked about reading. What novels and writers have inspired you as you went through this process that we've talked about writing these multiple novels and persisting to get published? Oh, man. Okay, so when... I wrote my first novel when I was in college. I had, it was my third year of college and I had a little bit more free time with school. So I started reading a lot more and I read The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. I was studying abroad in France and the library actually had a pretty limited selection of books in English. And so I read some classics that I might not otherwise have read. The Age of Innocence is amazing. The the language was incredible. And that was a book that I had always written off in my mind as being just like an old, boring classic. So good. Right. Oh, so good. And then I read The Black Dahlia, which was set, it's about the murder of Elizabeth Short in Mm -hmm. the 20s. So incredibly. James Elroy. 
I love it. Yes, James Elroy. James Elroy. Yeah. I've read most of his books. I don't want to say all yeah, of that's them. Yeah, that's an amazing book. <laughs> so good. Hey, yeah, that one's, I mean, the language. And I that was another, I could not put it down. And that was when I was like, I want to write crime fiction. And then, <laughs> and that was another one that was like just part of the English selection, this small selection of English books. And so lucky me. And then one of the books that has been absolutely the most pivotal for me is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. That's wonderful too. So, oh my gosh, that is one of the best books I think that has ever been written, in my opinion. So, yeah, I still have that on my desk. I still flip through it when I need inspiration. That's great. Where can people find you online? I have a website now. It's just avaberry.com. I'm also on Instagram. I just posted a photo of my chickens. Yeah, my Instagram handle is the Modern Atlas. Great. Again, we've been speaking with Ava Berry, author of the debut novel, Wind Hall. The book is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Ava, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. What an honor. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.